Welcome to another episode of Chronic Relief. Um, I'm very excited for today's guest. I'm just going to go right in and introduce Lagandra Estranja. Yes, God. Welcome to Chronic Relief. Thank and you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've honestly. And getting me stoned before. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just like kind of um, how it goes here. I have been wanting to have you on for a very long time. Um, we've crossed paths with, with each other out in the community of cannabis. Yes. In I, the green scene. In the scene, in the scene of green. <laughs> um, if you don't know her, you've seen her on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right. Season six. Season six. Did you win? Were you the winner of? I was a winner in life. Yeah. But not of the season. Okay. No. I, I'm not like an avid um, drag race watcher, but I did go to DragCon this year. Oh, did you? So amazing. Did you get your life? I I honestly, it's just such, a, it's like Disneyland. Really? When you go you there, wait you're in line. Having, you um, Well, no, no, I just like walked in. <laughs> but like, I I just like, to, it, I'm just overwhelmed by the the, the colors and the happiness. Yeah, it's a and sensory the product. It's, it's like you're going to Disneyland and there's so many rides and you don't know where to start and which to go. And there's lines and, Buddy you know. passes and, and everything. And then like characters come out. It's <laughs> like, you know, when like, um, Mickey Mouse will come out and you want to get their autograph and right. you have a book. It's just the same thing. Yeah, but with drag queens. Exactly. It's so beautiful. And and I mean, it's it's art, really. Yeah. Oh, of course. And the makeup and just like um, all that goes into be, you know, a, a queen. of drag. Yes, that's right. And um, so much self-care. <laughs> lots of self-care. So lots much of self-care. Self-love, hopefully. Self-love, yeah. style. Um, and just like all embracing you and yourself and who you truly are. And I think that's, I love the culture of it. Yeah. I mean, any drag queen brave enough to go underneath fluorescent lighting for hours on end and meet people is a hero of mine. For yeah. Sure. I mean, honestly, I, I'm so new to drag culture, but it's kind of funny because like growing up in Vegas, it's very much like a drag friendly totally, yeah. uh, town. And, you know, I just, I'm always, but I've been such a fan of it from afar because I love performance and art and makeup and yeah. color and and, and just like people and characters and yeah. like um, uh, confidence. Yeah. Dra and, drag is definitely a culmination of all of those things. Yeah. And beauty. Oh, my God. The beauty. And just like. I'm well, like, some girls. Well, I mean. some. But I mean, honestly, some <laughs> of the best drag queens I've ever seen are, are so incredibly. I'm like, you just are so beautiful, you yeah. know, like I, I just another level of human, right? Sure. Just well, like I definitely think the beauty element is new. I mean, I think it has always existed, of course, with the, right. you know, form of drag dressing as a right. girl. But I think the beauty element has really been upped since RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. I think before it was much more about the performance, right. um, which I think is a little bit negative, you know, of course, because I think a lot of girls now they learn makeup at 14 years old from YouTube and they think that they're a drag queen. And it's like, well, there's still so much more to being a drag queen than just looking fierce. Right. I'm well, that's the thing is like there's so much history behind it. And um, and also what I've just learned because I went to the uh weed maps museum. Have so you did been? I, I did, yes. Yeah, I shot something there recently, and I always knew that. Um, the LGBTQ is that yes. the, well, now the now official plus, right the official one sign. is LGBTQAI plus yes yeah. uh, community uh -huh. was such a huge part of the movement of legalization of weed absolutely and like also like just how much we owe it to the community and to people of color um for 
getting us to where we are in cannabis today. And so many people don't know this. Correct. Which is why I, as an advocate at the cross section of the LGBTQAI plus community and the cannabis community, try to always remind people of that. We would have never had Proposition 215, the Compassionate Act, if it wasn't for our community. So it's really, it is sad that people don't know, but people don't know a lot these days. You got to, you got to, lead the children in nature, walk the children in nature, as the kids say. Well, that's what, you know, people, I put up some post about, like I made a meme about something and it had to do with, um, just that, that our community had like, what, uh, what a, like, what a, a joke that, um, people of color are still in prison and that we don't have access to it. And that on the other side, we're celebrating it and people are getting into cannabis who are complete opposite values. And, and that's fine, but also, you know, you got to know where you came from and and why we are where we are and, um, and who we owe it to and who we should thank and be grateful for. There's no way to progress if you don't understand your past. Totally. And so, um, that's such a cool, and you're such a, cool figure and also a representation of, you know, like what it means to be an advocate now in also a niche, uh, with a niche following and also you reach the mainstream. I mean, you, you don't just have fans that are people of RuPaul drag race. They are people of you and what you're about and, um, and, and just your work and, um, you're, I don't want to call it a character. You are, Laganja sure. is an extension of you. Would you feel that way? Definitely, I would. I mean, I do think she is a character. Absolutely. Right. I don't do all that, but she is definitely an extension of who I am. And I try to, you know, find an authenticity. I think that was something that I got critiqued on a lot when I was on RuPaul's Drag Race all of six years ago. Um, you know, that I was a character and that I wasn't someone that people could relate to. So I've focused a lot of my energy in the past years on just being able to be relatable and show more of myself and not feel the need to hide behind the persona. Right. So with that, of course, I still have to keep all of the things that I'm known for, right? Right. My catchphrases, my dips. So I've tried to find a healthy blend between what people knew of me six years ago and remember me for, but also of who I am today. So when did you first start smoking weed? I started smoking weed when I was probably a senior in high school. Okay. Um, My good friend, Lauren Glenn, uh, was like, we're going to go and get high um, before rehearsal because it's going to (laughs) make you really like creative as a choreographer. So I was like, okay, like I'd never seen it in that lens. I'd always seen it as a negative thing. My sister, who's 10 years older than me, smoked. I knew it. My parents were very, you know, disapproving. So I'd always been nervous, but I was like, well, I trusted my friend Lauren. She was an inc- and still is an incredible dancer. Um, so I knew she wouldn't be like trying to like mess me up. You know, she right. was in my senior piece. So I knew she really felt like this would help me. So I trusted her. Right. And I don't really think I got high the first time, okay. um, but I definitely did shortly after. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so my really my first exposure to the plant was medicinal. Okay. You know, I, I didn't. Think of it as like, oh, we're getting high to go party. You know, it was getting medicated to create on another level. Right. So I was really lucky, I think, in the way that I was introduced to it. Okay. And then where did you grow up? So I grew up in Texas, which is very conservative, which is, again, why smoking cannabis was seen as such a a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, very, very Republican. Now, luckily, my family is liberal, but even still, cannabis was not something they were cool with. Right. 
So when would you say you became more of an avid, it became like more of a part of your life, like as far as like, you know, on a regular basis? Sure. Well, I definitely experimented in college as most do. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't really until I was like a senior again in college that I decided I wanted to create this drag persona and that I wanted cannabis to be the platform in which she would stand upon. So for you to get to that moment where you manifested this you know, uh, idea of sure. ganja of, or what would become, right. Um, like, were you always, did you always know what you wanted? Were, did, were you always that kind of, you know how some people sure. just always know what they yeah. wanted. They become doctors, lawyers, they work at, I've wherever. always known I wanted to be an entertainer. Okay. I've just been able to be flexible in what that looks like. Yeah. You know, my ideal d- dream job is to be the artistic director of a dance company. Okay. Um, but I'm young and uh, I'm still hung and I still march to the sound of my own <laughs> drum. And I've got the energy to be a performer, to yeah. be out traveling on the roads, to be able to do what it is I do on the daily. So I feel like it would be a disservice of myself to not you know, be a full entertainer and, right. and look at all of the sides. So when drag chose me, cause that's really how I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always experimented with drags at Halloween, but never any other time because you know, that's the one acceptable time that men can dress up as girls and right. people like don't make fun of you. Even being gay at a liberal college, I right. still wasn't dressing up as a girl to go to like our Thursday night art gallery parties. Did you want to? I think I did. I don't know. I don't really remember, you know, my journey to discovering being non-binary and this femininity that I have inside me. It has been a long journey. You know, I I didn't even identify as non-binary until a year ago. And in fact, I didn't even know what that was. I'm so like, when it comes to, I took, it's like my first exposure to human sexuality and gender was in college at my liberal arts school. No, <laughs> but no, but honestly, like I, I mean, that's how else are you to be exposed to, sure. to the, to knowledge if you're not exposed to people like that. Correct. And I was living in Florida at a time, which as much it is, as it is liberal, it's also like, it's not, not at I all. It was a total red state. Yeah, totally. Well, the parts that I was in was more liberal because it's like South Florida, but it's still overall a very conservative. Just like, like the Texas. South. Exactly. I was in Dallas, which was a blue Same city, thing. but mama, right, like, exactly. the red drowns us out. Totally. So, um, but I like was always fascinated with like how, um, like gender is a social construction. Like it's, we are the ones who put meaning to what we are as far as what we define ourselves as human sexuality. We decided girls are pink and boys are blue. And let me tell, exactly. And I am not a pink girl. See, and I am a pink girl. I've never been a pink girl. (laughs) Like I'm like, I am such a tomboy and that I love that term, but it's like, I I own it because it's like, I am not a girly girl, but I'm very sure. feminine, Sure, but I also am so masculine in a sense. Like I love jeans and shorts and t-shirts and like playing sports and, um, I'm guy so th- bored right now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I totally, but like, that's what I, I, I so can totally relate. And right. I, I love that we're rejecting this idea of what it means to be male and female. Like I'm never going to be that person. That's like a gender reveal party. Like I'm like, whoever is this person and I'm not going to shape them to be what they're supposed to be. Honestly, you know, nowadays women have penises. I, Oh dude, I watched trans trans porn the other day and it's like a buffet. It's like all you can eat in one. I totally get it. I'm just saying, you know, eventually I think people will just be born and then they will decide what they are. But I think that's how it should be rather than us trying to fix like what's in their mind versus what's their, their God 
given equipment assigned yeah. or not got given, but I whatever they are assigned. I think we just tried assigned. to codify it and make it easier. You know, I don't think it's necessarily, it was intended to be a bad thing. I, I think know. as humans, we just wanted to understand. It and just, so we that's always how went we biblical. placed these things. Yeah. You know? It was like, we can't blame, it's like, um, we can't blame you, but look at like, we need to evolve beyond exactly. what it, we've been given the information because it's like, it's a game of telephone that, that guide that we've been given and we've been running our society, which we try sure. to separate anyways between church and state and whatever but I truly do think that like it's not just male and female and no. it's not about that and it's we shouldn't base our views on people in, through that lens right and so I'm so like I you know I don't know what category that puts me in but that's who I that's where I am you yeah. know what I mean and so but I also I love dudes like I just like I totally Me too. I relate. I'm so into dude. I so relate. <laughs> but like, you know, whatever. I but I also am like if I if I found a if there was I wouldn't reject the idea of being with sure. a woman. You're open. Yeah. You're going to fall in love with whoever you're supposed to fall totally, in love with. Totally, but yeah. I'm so attracted to men. Me too. Because I just like hanging out with them more like yeah. I like, you know, I My know. woman would have to be very butch. Yeah, really? If I would were you, to date a woman. Yeah, yeah, and then at that point you're like why am I even Well, I mean, again, because you're in love with the person, right? right? Totally. So So you would be open to dating oh, a woman. I'm, I'm totally open to dating one. She would have to peg me. You know what I mean? Gorgeous. I mean, she would have to be the top for sure. <laughs> and she probably wouldn't be a she. She would probably identify as a male. Right. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. would probably be someone in the trans. Totally. Uh, I get what you're saying. Arena or area. But um, yeah, I'm totally open. I'm, I want to be in trans love. trans people are so beautiful. They are They're the like most a, brave people on the earth. But I also just think like the look, you know, the, the androgynous look and just like almost like the perfect mix and, and it's not even just that there's sometimes just the perfect mix of male and female sure I you mean, know what every I mean? trans person is so different I think right. now of course in mainstream we're seeing these you know women who are very what people would say passable you know very you know beautiful believable as someone who would be born biologically as what we identify now as you know female right um but that's not everyone's story. And I think right. that's why, you know, someone like Caitlyn Jenner caught a lot of flack because she was able to transition very quickly because she has a lot of money mm -hmm. and they were able to make her look the most beautiful that the she branding. could ever be. And that's not most trans women's stories. You know, most no, it's trans very women painful and exactly dark struggle and, and, and a lot of them commit suicide correct. or killed. And that's, or... that's why I said, you know, they're the, they're the bravest people that we have on this earth right now because totally. they were born in a different body. I mean, can you imagine that struggle? I can't even. But who's to say? if it's it's what we did it, it's not different right it's could that like i feel like that's another way of looking at it and not in a negative way because it's like they're born who's to say it's different right well i think if we didn't identify the bodies as male and female then there maybe wouldn't be this whole concept of feeling they're born in the wrong body right and that's then my they maybe point could just love their body and but still that's be a my woman. point right. exactly is that like we need to take away these boxes that boobs make you a woman right and yeah. just be like you don't need to change if you don't want to. Right. You can be you what, are what you, you are. Yeah. And and we will accept you and this is this is our society. Maybe our children's children. <laughs> you know, because I think it's why should why should why should anyone have to change? Right. You know, unless you want to change. And I can get the desire for that. You know, but I I'm just so like be the whatever the fuck you are right. because that's a fight. Because just to accept yourself, that's an inner fight. And then you have the external of fighting people who want to shape you to what they think you should be. Right. It's like, just be, you know, and like, yeah, so it's it's really 
you know, I, I'm so fascinated by gender and sexuality and I Same. think it's so interesting. Yeah, and I think that's why I became a drag queen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I'll continue to discover as I get older. I don't think you ever have a finite answer either. It's a social movement. It's an art. It's, you know, it's so much more than just getting up on stage and oh, putting yeah. on women's clothes. I mean, drag and has what- been political for since the beginning of time. I mean, that was why drag was created. It was a rebellion, you know, from the mainstream. Do you see encounter a lot of straight men in drag? Um, no, I don't think that's a very common practice. Um, I do see a lot of straight women in drag. Really? Yeah, that's become definitely. To be, what do you mean to be a straight woman dressing up to be in drag? Men? No. To be to be a drag queen. To, what does to, that mean? Like Lady Gaga. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she's a drag queen completely. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're seeing a lot more of that. Again, okay. I think that's due to RuPaul's Drag Race and its transition onto VH1, which is obviously you know a much larger platform than Logo, which is when I was on the show. Right. Um, we're also seeing a lot of kids. You know. Yeah. Young boys. Are I really saw starting that at Dragon. I was like, yeah. that's so cool. And it's cool that parents are encouraging. I it. love that yeah. and the confidence. I mean, they have so much more confidence than I do. Right. Right. Which may and end up being so a bad cute. thing, but I think for now it's a good thing. For no, sure. I, I kind of love it. I mean, I, I just, I love, you know, seeing supportive parents cause that's yeah. gotta be something new for them. You know, that's a generational thing. It's not totally. like they grew up, you know, when I thought of drag, I thought of, um, the birdcage yeah, of and course. that's one of my good favorite, reference. favorite movies. Yeah. And I just like, I love Miami. What about Tu Wong Fu? No, I never saw that. Tu Wong, Tu Wong Fu. no. Thanks for everything. Thanks for nothing, Julie Tamer. It's a long ass title, but Tu Wong Fu. Just I want to watch it. It's a classic. Well, I lived in Miami, well, South Florida for a while. And so like, there's a lot of drag culture there too. That's really cool and celebrated and like the club scene. Oh and yeah, whatnot. of course. And also from being out here with like Hamburger Mary's and like, you know, there's really a place to kind of develop and act like very much like comedy. Yeah. You know? No, drag is really taking over. I mean, there's room for everyone. That's why I always say celebrate your other sister's success. It was really cool. Um, it seems that they accepted cannabis as part of your character. Was that like, well, was there or was there pushback? Like, what was no, the there, experience? Yeah, with there was that? pushback. I wasn't allowed to bring cannabis on set, even though I had my medical license uh, at the time. And they filmed here in California. They sure did. And uh, what was, was their argument with that? It's just not allowed because of advertisers. They were probably no, concerned. No. It's just not allowed. That's the reason I was given. Yeah. Um, and then I was told that I couldn't wear like any marijuana print or anything that referenced okay, it. So they really didn't. accept oh, yeah. it. No, they really didn't accept it. Um, on one of the most recent seasons, they had boxes that represented each girl and someone got a Laganja box and there was marijuana leaves in it. <gasps> so I was so happy to see that it has progressed. And okay. They have changed. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a public fact, but I have heard that they are allowing girls to have cannabis on set, that they are turning a blind eye. So, you know, I do think my little small protest has done some help there. Okay. So but definitely I, yeah. Was, was RuPaul supportive of your vision? Well, um, you know, Ru has a very interesting stance on drugs. Okay. Um, I definitely think he considers cannabis to be a drug, um, which obviously I don't, I consider cannabis medicine. medicine. Um, but I think Ru's experience with cannabis, uh, you know, led to other drug usage. Um, I mean, I can't speak for him, so I don't really know, but I just know that, you know, he doesn't smoke anymore and it's not something that he is 
very supportive of. Okay. Now, I never had any exchange with him. There was no personal word to me. The only thing I've ever heard from Rue in regards to that was one time when he didn't know my name. He was just like, you know, that one that smokes weed. <laughs> so, you know, that's really all I've ever heard. Everything Love else it. is just what I've seen in interviews of, of him being asked if he still smokes and him basically just being like, you know, I did a lot as a kid and it led me the wrong way. And so I don't anymore. Right. You know, but I haven't seen him make any stance on that, whether he's, you know, pro or against legalization. Um, so I wonder how many people slide into your DMs as like thanking you and like really just kind of like you're a figure to look up to in so many different aspects. Like you're out here doing what you love and representing so many different communities. And like, do you get a lot of messages from young people? Yeah. I'm really blessed to say that most of my DMS are super positive and filled with messages like what you're describing. Yeah. I rarely get a dick pic, which I'm hoping that, you know, this (laughs) podcast will help me with. I heard you're like the queen of those or something. Rumor has it. Um, No, I'm just, (laughs) but, but but yeah, I get amazing messages, stuff that makes me cry. I mean, you know, just people, whether it be dance related, whether it be cannabis related, whether it's, you know, being a drag queen themselves. I mean, like you said, I, I'm kind of sitting in a, a cross section of a lot of different topics. Mm-hmm. So it is a you know wide array. Sometimes it's just people saying that, you know, they love my stories every day. It makes them smile. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel really blessed that the people I'm followed by are good people. So when you did you were your parents always supportive of you smoking weed and you coming out and so my parents were always supportive of me being gay. Okay. Um, the weed was touchy. So they'd almost rather you be gay than smoke weed. Right. And they, <laughs> and then the drag was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> that was the worst one that for them? That was the worst one for them. Yeah. Well, I, they paid for my education, which was $50,000 a year at the California Institute of the Arts. Oop. Um, so yeah, they were, I think they were disappointed, you know, when I graduated college and after. But what did you go there for? For dance and choreography. Well, there you go. Well, but I wasn't, you know, I I tried to start a company right after college with my best friend, Lindsay Newton, called New Jack Dance. We went for six months, did a couple small performances and both like couldn't eat, you know. And so that was when I turned to drag. Uh, And it's amazing what it, you know, has created for me. Like I said, I was I was willing to be open to the art form as an artist. Uh, And so, yeah, my parents eventually saw that, you know, I was taking it really serious and that it was an art form and that it took a lot of skill with the makeup and the hair. And because they are growing people, too, because as any human, no matter if you're a parent or not, it's about that growth. And I I feel blessed that my parents have continued to grow in their old age. They're 70. And they're still together. They're still together. But that's a testament to them because when you're in a relationship, you either grow together or you grow apart. Yeah. No, they have been an incredible partnership, you know, such a good role model for me. Obviously, that's why I'm such a lovey-dovey romantic is because I've seen that it is possible. Not to say they're perfect, but... I mean, in my eyes, they are. Yeah. So it's it's been cool. You know, my parents gave me high heels a couple Christmases ago. And Gorgeous. when I tried to quit drag <laughs> earlier this year, they were like, you can't, you can't. So we've come they, full circle. Why would you quit? Um, You know, because I have so many other things that I'm interested in. Okay. And because it takes up so much of my why time. Why would you say quit? Can you just say shell? Um, well, sure. Of course. That's what I mean. Um, of course. Laganja will always be. But, um, you know, I've learned that I'm very accessible. And sometimes there's something to be said about pulling back and making people want you. And I think that's kind of what I had in my mind at that time. Okay. What is it that you want to manifest? I want to manifest um, 
a loving partner, mm-hmm. um, a stable, gorgeous home that's interior decorated to the T. I mean, your home is already. Well, thank to you. My, my little bungalow is very uh, cute, but I insane. I see you know something unbelievable in my mind. And yeah, I want a dance company for sure. I want to direct Cirque du Soleil. I want to have several rap albums and tours across the world performing those. Um, I want to do amazing things for the LGBTQ community, you know, as far as giving back, whether that be charity work, uh, whether that be starting my own organization. I want to have my own cannabis products. I mean, I could go on forever. I have an endless amount of dreams in my life. I think that's good. Yeah. I encourage people to just create different ideas, different multiple streams of income, manifest that. Think of different ways that you can create yourself and um, put yourself out there. I think that's so smart. I mean, in LA, we have to, Yeah, you know? we have to be creative. You can't just rely on one thing to, no. you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Just being a comedian and doing stand up no. is not enough. You got to have a podcast. You got to have a merch yeah. line. Yeah. You got to do it all. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that like, that's how I'm fulfilled as a creator, as an artist. I'm always feeling like I can't do enough, that there's more that I could be doing. Me you too. know what I mean? So I think like, how do you, um, Keep yourself going and stay motivated in the moments where you feel defeat. Cannabis. <laughs> Cannabis, surrounding myself with incredible friends, people who, you know, are not just there to snap the picture and fix the wig, but are there to tell me you're acting insane. You know, I don't like the way you talk to me to keep me in check. I'm real people, you know, yeah. not Hollywood people I see on the carpet and we say hi and we take No, no. Yeah. Real people. So I have two friends and they're amazing and I love yeah. them and I hang out with them just all the time. Um, Robert and Hector, I love them. Uh, and then the third one would be my dog. I really yeah. think my dog is like a huge stability for me. You know, every time I'm with her, I'm able to get off the phone and calm down and remember that the small things in life are beautiful, like her just waking up. And, um, you know, so I think those three things really do. They keep yeah. me focused. And and then, of course, my passion, my passion. Mm-hmm. That's a God given gift. I mean, it, it's burning inside of me at all times. It's like the Olympic torch. It just doesn't go out, mama. Right. So that's a gift, you know, and the, those those are the things that keep me going. And yeah, I have those dark moments for sure where, I, yeah, I wanted to quit earlier this year. I mean, I was ready to move to Colorado and teach yoga. I remember that. I yeah. saw you right but like before you did that. I That's think I you met you right be- as I was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, my friend, my friend Robert, you know, he convinced me. He just was like, you're 30 years old. You're too young to give up on your dream. I think that's like, I was just like saying earlier, you know, in your thirties is really when you start to like prioritize yourself and self care and just like realizing not everything deserves a negative reaction. And like how you react is like who is you are. Yes. And like that it's all like people will remember how you make them feel, right. you know, and that has a lot to do with your reaction to things. And I think that like also surrounding yourself with non-toxic people because like I in my 20s was surrounded by so many toxic people you don't know you also don't like just like in relationships the red flags hit you kind of like down the line you know if you're not looking for them right and also sometimes you're the toxic person you know and oftentimes and I think that that's what your 20s is for is kind of just like experiencing that and, and hopefully not letting anything like 
ruin you too much. Right. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah, I was toxic. Any drug, I was any also intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think in my 30s, I'm really just like, okay, I'm in a place where I only have space for people who like uplift me and are in the yeah. same vibes and like real friends. The phone want the works same in things. both ways. Yeah, exactly. For sure. You know? Totally. People I mean, out here right. in LA are just uh, so fake. I know. I'm so guilty of that too. But are it's you? just like, well, not I'm guilty of it, but like. I was about to say, every time I text you, you text me back. No, 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 no. No, no, <laughs> of course. Like, I adore you, but it's like, I want to spend so much time with you. But well, it's of like, course. But it's like, we're so busy. But that's but like, different. Because I feel like. It's in our, it's in our intention. Right. You like, know? Exactly. Like, in another lifetime, we would have like been We probably out did. All day, and that's day. why we're seeing each other um, now and able yeah, to, on our true. 10 seconds we see each other, feel that and know that. Totally. You know, if we had the time. But I know like we're going to have time in the future too. Well, we're going to build a project together and there it is. (laughs) There it is. We're making it happen right now by doing this. I know. We'll manifest it. We are. Um, But yeah, I think like I'm just that's what your 30s is for because like you're we're going to enjoy our 40s and our 50s. Oh, yeah. By 40, I need to be rich. Yeah, for sure. Vacationing. Oh, yeah. We need to see (laughs) the world, man. Like we need to like experience life and like create art and just. Um, you know, live because that was my twenties is like so much self-loathing. Like we're taught, especially for like as women, I think that's something, you know, and and people who aren't the mainstream, the side gender, is that the proper term for like the white male? They're we're just like taught to not love ourselves for who we are because we have to fit into these boxes. And so the self-loathing is just so overwhelming. And then just realizing you don't have to put the energy to that, right? Right. And then watching a lot of HGTV. Oh, I love that. That's just something in my 30s. I'm getting high and watching. Oh, really? Oh, I grew up with HGTV. (sighs) Oh, honey, design on a dime. Well, I think honestly, though, it's because I want to like manifest a house. Right. Do you want to live in California? I do. Like have a house here? I'd like to live in Los Feliz with a view of the Hollywood sign. Totally. Let's be neighbors. Okay. <laughs> I once saw a house, but my two friends that I was supposed to live with were like, it's old. I was like, are you kidding? That's what makes it amazing. It was like three separate houses. Yeah. But we're <sighs> all, that's how we're going to feel about ourselves one day. Well, we're old. We'll have so many people who've lived inside of us. <laughs> wow. Been there, done that, sweetie. <laughs> I already feel that way. <laughs> I'm a fucking two bedroom chateau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being a chateau. <laughs> That's rich. Chateau head to toe. Uh-huh. <laughs> a head to toe chateau. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm very much about the self-care. I was saying earlier, too, that like it's such a parody self-care, but I very much value um, like routine. So Me like, too, how actually. do you practice self-care? So I am a bather. I love a bath. Love baths. I love a bath. I love do a Do ideas product. come to you in the in the bath? No. Okay. That's I'm very, when I try to turn off. Okay. I see. Water. Very, very like light the candles, got the incense, got the Celine Dion, got a gonjarita. I mean. Oh, it's a gonjarita. You'll have to come find okay, out. Okay. So you won't let me know the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, I, that's my time to zone out for mm-hmm. sure. And in the morning it's coffee and yes, unfortunately right now a cigarette. Really? Yes, I know. I'm trying to quit. What about a blunt? Well, the blunt comes first, and then the cigarette after. There's something like with a the good coffee. blunt and a coffee. See, I like cigarette and coffee. It's mm. so classic. Ugh, it's I like old Hollywood, and I I live in Hollywood, and I have I actually do have a view of the Hollywood sign. We discovered if you Up stand top? at one part in my house and like look through like the perfect crack. Is that where you have the cigarette? Yes. <laughs> well, not in my house. Oh, okay. It's, you have to stand. Well, no, you can stand outside too. It's just it's a tiny little. Yeah, it, it's there though. 
So okay. I, I smoke and I look at that in the morning and I watch my dog play and I pick on the flowers and water them and then sweep the water because it's bad irrigation. And, you know, that's my morning routine. That's amazing. What do you do? What's yours? I wake up, I pour myself a iced coffee. With oh, you some, like it ice? Yeah, with some almond uh, flavored almond or coconut milk mm-hmm. or an oat milk. I prefer like a hazelnut bottle. cream. Like a blue bottle. Oh, you love a blue bottle. I love it. I so love you're it. not a Keurig girl. No. Oh, you go buy your coffee. Yeah. Oh, that's or I'll weird. Like, or I'll get the cans and I'll you pour my switch. own. No, I don't like your eggs. Why? Because I like the canned coffee. Why? It just tastes Aluminum? Bad. You like aluminum yeah, around your coffee? it's iced. Like iced plastic? aluminum? You like plastic? No, I like glass. Yours kills. Uh, I have glass mugs. I know, but those They're cups gorgeous. What kill cups? turtles. What cups? The cure eggs. Oh, I know. You're oh, come turtles. on. We switched to paper straws. Give me a break. I switched to paper cups with plastic tops. Oh These my kill gosh. turtles. Everything's so, killing turtles. I know. And I'm here about the turtles. No, oh, God bless. <laughs> but, um, and then I have like, um, a blunt. Uh huh. And then I will tweet my jokes. My I one-liners. Like that. Uh-huh, I like get them. The, get my arts out. And then I'll work out. I love cardio. Yes. I love working out. Working out has changed my life. Like, yeah. and that's the thing is like, I don't encourage people to do necessarily what I do, but I encourage them to find what works for them. And I do think that anyone who struggles with anxiety and depression, if you just incorporate a little bit of cardio or something Movement. to get that heart rate You don't rate even up, need to be cardio. Dance, that's right. Hiking, whatever Walking. it is, whatever it is that you enjoy to get that heart rate up for like 20 to 30 minutes. And if you do it consistently, consistently. And that's yeah. the thing is the key is consistent. And once I became consistent, meaning I did it at least five days a week, cause that's how, if you don't do anything at least five days a week, you're not, you know, committed Completely. to it. Um, so that's when I started to notice a change in my mood, my anxiety, my depression became more manageable and yeah. I'm not on medication. Yeah. Me either. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I came off of it when I was 24. So I've been off for a while now and I just, um, I just like, I, I swear by it. Yeah. I think exercise is key to happiness yeah. as a dancer. Of course I believe this, mm-hmm. but I also do hot yoga. A well, lot. they came out with a study recently that said dancing makes your brain younger or something. There was like an article oh. that came out. Yeah. It's really crazy. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe hmm, it has something to do with it, but you also love hot yoga. You said love. Okay. Love yoga really? is such an amazing spiritual practice to me. I feel like I need to get into it. You should, especially if you like exercise, mm-hmm. you'd love it. And Where do you go? I go to Core Power. Okay. It's affordable. It is. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's worth it to me. Yeah. I, and I do I do um, Core Power Yoga and then I go over to the Den. Have you heard of it? The Den yeah. Meditation. Love mm-hmm. it. Shout out to Larissa. Best teacher. She really? does classes on self-compassion and I cry every time. Really? Yeah, I, she's oh amazing. God, I'm going to break down in yoga class. I'm going to be that girl. I break down in yoga sometimes Wait, how too. often do you do yoga? I try to go... In my mind every day a week. Can you go get, can you go, <laughs> but can that's you bring in my a guest? mind? I think I can. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go with you. Um, I try to go at least I'm twice inviting a week. myself to a yoga Let's class go. with you. Let's go. I try to go That'll at least twice a week. get me out. Yeah. It's amazing. But I go to hot. So you got to get prepared for that mama. I'm hot. I stand by the door though. So that when the teacher comes over, they could tell I'm hot. They open the door and the breeze comes in. Woo. I'm trying to do hot girl activities. Hot girl summer. Well, we're moving into hot girl winter. I know. Well, yeah, we're Yes. For sure. <laughs> hot cocoa, hot girls. All of winter. that. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying is like, I'm trying to like maintain this bod throughout and this mind. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. Um, Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? 
Well, let's see. Um, I want to promote my website because that's how you can keep best up to date with me on my calendar. Okay. Um, I am performing, you know, around the U.S. I'm headed to San Francisco this weekend. I'm going to Michigan at the end of the month. Uh, London is about to be on the schedule. New York is coming up. So there's, it's just the best way to keep in touch with me is on my website. I have an incredible man who updates it every day. Okay. So that's the best place to find out where I'm going to be performing. And then as far as projects, uh, I'm still working on my album. I kind of put it down for a while because I thought that, well, it was just very expensive. And I just was like, I can't do this right now. So I put it down for a while. Okay. But I've picked it back up and I'm gearing up to launch a tour next year on 420. Amazing. That will be my first official, you know, big solo tour where I do all of my own music and it'll be like a one woman show. So, you know, that takes a long time to like really build that. So we're starting now. Um, But yeah, I'm always trying to do things in the cannabis space. You know, I released uh fruit slabs, uh flavor this year for Love pride it. month, but of course it's still available because we believe you should be proud AF always. Love that. Uh, so yeah, I did a flavor with them. I'm working. Shout out to Roxanne from fruit. The best. We I mean, love them. Woman run business, pregnant mm-hmm. and still killing it. I love, she crushes. love her. Um, I'm working with Pride Wellness right now, which is run by two trans men. Love it. Um, so yeah, so there's always exciting projects, you know, up and coming. Very cool. And where can people follow and find you? Right. So uh, if you're not using my website, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, the weed tube. And it's all at Laganja Astranja. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-A-E-S-T-R-A-N-J-A. Now, has your experience been different with weed tube versus YouTube? Well, yeah, I actually get paid from the weed tube. So really? that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I made like maybe $8 ever on YouTube. But um, in my first month of the weed tube, I made like almost $200. Oh, wow. So yeah. When did you start doing that? The weed tube? Uh, I started basically when they launched. My my friend who was the creator, Aaron Richard, you know, like was literally like, come to my house. I'm going to film the first video for you. You have to be on this. I used to like, not like, I. it's not like I shaded them, but like I actually kind of get what they're do- like I support what they're doing because even just in without cannabis people are getting flagged on social media yeah. for like things like even just saying men suck yeah you know you'll get flagged which you know that's men whatever do suck, but, but to be fair they do but no but what I'm saying is like you should be able to say things not you know what I mean yeah. and so like um they've I'd been be interested. fighting a very long and fierce yeah censorship battle. I know so yes a lot of my friends have been shut down taken away still to this day or being battled and but um, it was even more than just their Instagram being shut down. I mean, not even being allowed to be an app because yeah. they were cannabis related. Yeah, it's insane. It was fierce. We're still, you know, it's still happening. So, yeah, I definitely want to um, talk to you more about that. Yeah, you should but start a channel. I know. Yeah. Link me with that guy. OK. And uh, anyways, um, thank you so much for coming on. Duh. And I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah, it was. you're amazing. So and are you. Thank you. And then also, if you guys want, uh, make sure you use promo code chronic relief at Kush Queen shop for 15% off. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. tangy body oh wash my God, is my to favorite. Die, to die. So good. The tangy, the melt, the lube, the bath bombs. I mean, there's just so much and the holidays are coming up. So make sure you use that. You can also use um, promo code Wolfie20 for a little extra, extra. Wow. She's um, looking them up tonight. Yeah. But also uh, 
just like, comment, subscribe, podcast, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow me at Wolfie Comedy, Wolfie Memes. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Chronic Relief.